Hello, fellow artists, and welcome to the Alabaster Theatre Podcast. My name is Bethany. Please make yourself at home and subscribe. Hello, listeners. Thanks for joining us for this episode. I'm super excited about this episode today because for two reasons. Uh, Number one, um, it's called Navigating Your Moral Compass. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, And the second reason I'm excited about today's episode is because I have two very special guests. Yes, I'm special. Yes, he is. Oh, um, why don't you introduce yourselves? Yeah. Hi, I'm Shayla. Uh, I'm 19 and I'm currently studying my Bachelor of Drama and Performance at the University of Canberra. Exciting. Oh, and I love socks, which is weird, but hey. (laughs) Socks are cool. Yeah, uh, I'm Ethan. Uh, I'm studying at the International School of Ministry, doing my degree in ministry. So cool. Uh, and you've studied something else. Oh, yeah, I've done my diploma in musical theatre. What a show-off. Um, <laughs> and you're only that. how old, Ethan? 16. That is amazing. Um, so I'm super honoured to have you both today. Thank you for being on this episode. And um, I've picked both of you for a very specific reason, um, because you're very fresh um, in the arts industry, like right now, or at least are experiencing it as students. Um, And so I wanted to talk today about this idea of having a moral compass. Um, Maybe you're not familiar with that term. It pretty much just means having um knowing inside of you what's right and what's wrong um and as christians obviously we need to have a moral compass we need to know what's right and wrong um and being placed in a in a place being placed in the industry um that can sometimes be challenged um and you have to do things that you're not comfortable with Um, But we're going to talk about it because do we have to do those things? Hmm, It's a good question. Um, And so today we're going to chat about it. And I have personally, um, quite a few years ago when I was an art student, I really struggled with this. And so I wanted to bring two fresh, fresh students um, to chat about this today. But first we're just going to... I want to ask you guys some questions to kind of warm you up a little. All right. Um, What is your favourite show and dream role? You go first. (sighs) Fine, but it's a hard question. Um, At the moment, it changes frequently, but at the moment, my favourite shows are Hamilton and I really love the Broadway version of Aladdin. Yes. Nice. Uh, and what would be your dream role? I struggle with this question because I don't actually have a specific role I would love to do, but I have a few characters that I haven't played necessarily that I'd love to. Like, I'd love to be a villain. <laughs> like, That's fine. I always get chosen to be the goody two-shoes. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Which is probably a compliment to me, but, you know, <laughs> still want to be a villain. And also a really cool narrator. I feel like I'd love to be a really cool narrator. Can you say that in a narrator's voice? Which type of narrators were we? <laughs> oh, anyway. uh, the, the really cool, uh, uh, like the... The Hollywood yeah, 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 cinema. That. Oh, I don't know if I can do... I don't have a deep enough voice to be like... Oh. <laughs> 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 okay, 
Very cool. And what about you, Ethan? Fave show and dream role? Uh, too many shows out there to pick a favourite one. Uh, I guess Sound of Music is, is a good one. Um, dream role? Oof. Maybe Bert from Mary Poppins. Oh, oh you would suit that. You should do that. Though. Okay, you can't really see good. Ethan right now, but he is Bert. But. <laughs> um, okay, very cool. I mean, our school... We run a school for kids and youth. I think one day we should do something Mary Poppins just so yeah. we can just, just, so, <laughs> just so he can be there. <laughs> Done. Um, okay, tell us, Ethan, your first experience with theatre. Uh, well, this is going to make you guys laugh, but uh, this was two years ago, 2018. That's two years ago. Uh, Good math. Yes, thank you. Uh, I wasn't a math student. Uh, Me neither. <laughs> and so I was at this school, uh, Technical it was called. It's unfortunately shut down now. But it was really good back in its day, two years ago. Uh, and <laughs> so I rocked up the first week and went to join the musical theatre class. It was just the one hour. And they were doing a couple of songs. And coincidentally, they were doing Mary Poppins. Uh, they were doing supercalifragilistic, etc., etc. And they were also doing another one of those songs from Mary Poppins. And at the end of term one, they had auditions and the director came afterwards and just was like, hey, don't tell anyone, but you're Bert. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I, what was that feeling like? That was strange. It was like my first experience and I somehow managed to get a fairly important role. Mm. So your first experience with theatre was two years ago. That's actually not that long ago. No. And you're super talented. Um, and you've just got the flair on stage. So um, that's really cool. And you've really done something about that in the last two years. Yes. Yeah, you've like, done, like, you've crammed a lot of theatre in two years. Yeah, five full shows and lots of other stuff. Oh, it had the number right there. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> just going to lay that on the table. Yeah, yeah. What oh, about you, Shay? <laughs> what was your first experience with theatre? Ah, uh, well, not two years ago. But um, I, I grew up doing a lot of skits and stuff, but my first proper experience with theatre. Can I ask, when yeah. you say skits, are these, like, church skits? Both. I wrote... And directed my own for me and my brother because I'm from two people. They are always the worst. Yeah, they're so bad. So bad. I will never show people that. The ones me and my brother did. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. And I've done, I did a lot of church stuff Mm. as well. I was one of the oldest people in like children's church Mm -hmm. for a while. So that pretty much guarantees you a lead. Yeah. Yeah. True. Oh, so cool. And so, um, when did you know, Shay, that theatre was your passion? Ooh, I think, well, I've always, like, loved, loved the idea of it and loved doing it, but probably, and you had a lot to do with it, Hmm. but in my last, last year of school, which was two years ago, wow, um, my last year of school, I had no idea what I was going to do at the beginning of the year, and I was like, totally like, ah! was <laughs> <laughs> the state of my brain at that point. But then by the end of it, I remember just doing, because I was volunteering at Alabaster at that stage, I just started, and I remember looking back at one of the rehearsals we, rehearsals we had done, I think it was for Mosaic, and I was like, 
wow, like the culture here. We had just like done a big worship session and then this really powerful scene. And I just remember thinking, wow, I, I've never felt anything like this in theater before or like acting before. And I really love bringing God's presence into it. And it just hit me like, cause I'd never, I'd always wanted to pursue it, but I was always like, I'm not gonna be an actor. I don't wanna be an actor. But it like hit me then like I can pursue it, but I don't have to pursue it like an actor. I want I can pursue it in other ways and follow mm. God through it. Very cool. Yeah. What about you, Ethan? Uh, uh, so yeah, this was about the same time we were running rehearsals for Mary Poppins. We, my cousin approached me, was like, "Hey, I'm directing my first show, uh, Madagascar Junior. You want to come and you know do some auditions?" And so I did somehow again managed to land the role of Melman, uh, which is one of the four leads, and that show was really the first one that was fun and interesting to me, and I went, I went back to mum and was like, hey, I, I really enjoyed this, can, can we do some more of this? And so yeah, uh, things happened, and the next year I was enrolled in a diploma. So, so cool. I love that both of your experiences were so different, but um, God is both brought you both to this point in your life um cool thanks for sharing guys i'm going to just go like oh okay so one question i have um and we'll have to make it quick but what is the most embarrassing thing you've ever done on stage you first <laughs> i'm pretty sure mostly already know this because uh oh <laughs> okay Look, I'm going to ask his permission when this podcast is over, but the story he's about to tell, I'm going to ask if we can post that on our Instagram. So after you guys listen to this, you can actually go and watch Ethan's yeah. most embarrassing thing on stage. But but if it doesn't appear, you know that he didn't approve, okay? So no peer pressure, Ethan. Tell us what your story was. Well, so we were, it was my first tour we were doing. Uh, it was a perfect gift, it was called, with uh, Bethany and Shayla, and... There's one time uh, we were at, where were we? I can't remember. Where we were. It was a little, it was a church. Oh, it doesn't matter. We were, we were at somewhere. Uh, and uh, so we, there's this part where I jump on like this couch thing. But problem is the couch didn't fit in the vehicle we had at that point. And so they brought like this chair. And it was a wooden chair. It was nice. And so during rehearsal, oh, yeah, fine. Got up. It was easy. But for whatever reason. Don't you love it how it goes perfect in rehearsal? Yeah. And then, so, uh, and then it just like, yeah. Yeah, so so often that happens. Yep. And during during um, the actual show, when I came up, I jumped up, and you'll see it on the video. I put my one foot on, and then I put the second foot on, and the chair just tipped sideways, and I'm still just kind of almost hanging there in the air. Ah, it was so good. <laughs> and Aww. yeah, fell sideways, and yeah. Anyway. But you up. handled it so well. Yeah, like a pro. It. I mean, look. The first few times I watched it on video, over and over again, I like couldn't breathe. It's very funny. Very very funny. Yeah, you may have laughed quite a bit. You brought so much joy that day. It was. It It was was a a lot of joy. (laughs) (laughs) Shay. Uh, funnily enough, he was also on a tour of Alabaster. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go on a tour with Alabaster. <laughs> Things happen. Um, no, it was during an Easter tour actually, and we, were, I was with one of my friends, um, and we were doing a freeze frame, and we had to sit in this freeze frame for like nearly the whole thing. We had like it was like there's lots of different freeze frames, and it only you you only were like 
moving for about like a minute of this four, like 30 minute show and so we're in this freeze frame for like 30 minutes. I love it when the director does that. Oh man, the director. <laughs> <laughs> and it was fine except I was in like a Jewish costume and I had to sit like a lady and apparently that cut circulation off on one of your legs <laughs> and so my foot fell dead asleep but like past the point of pins and needles to the point of where you can't feel it <laughs> and I'm like and every time the lights went black for like the five seconds I was like shaking my leg trying to wake it up because I knew we had to run off stage in about ten seconds uh, and you did you had to run I off. had to run off stage and so I <laughs> I got up and I just say in rehearsals we all ran in front of the instruments in the actual show, everyone but me ran behind the instruments, <laughs> and I like had to like fully like limp off stage because I couldn't feel my leg. Oh, great! <laughs> you know what those two things have in common is they're both tours, and they were both Christmas. So you know, mm. beware the Christmas tour. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you get asked to do it, just be like, ah. Oh. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. We're going to like go a little bit deep now because we haven't really even started talking about the fact that um, obviously in this industry, um, you guys have placed yourself in places that don't really put you in awkward in an awkward position. But obviously, from people you've worked with in the past or even in uni right now, Shay. Like, are you, could you tell us a story, maybe your, or your first experience of feeling uncomfortable with direction, a script or performance, like as a believer? Um, so yeah, which one of you would like to share? I can go. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, like you said, I've sort of purposely placed myself in a lot of places where I don't generally have to deal with that, but at the moment I'm in uni and it is not Christian at all <laughs> um, but I think one of my first like experiences with a script I've had a few since I've started uni but one in particular that was like I remember being my first was we had to do some partner work and it was just some scripts contemporary scripts we were just going through partners and it wasn't like terrible but it was my my role had like a swear word in it like I had to swear it while I was supposed to swear in it and I couldn't get past that and so I what did, what did I do I, I, I literally turned to my partner and I was like look I can't I can't swear and he was like why <laughs> and I was like he's like I like I, I just I, I, I won't do it and he's like what are we gonna do <laughs> And I think I ended up replacing it with, like, Snap or something. Oh, Snap! <laughs> oh, Snap! Because <laughs> I was like, because it was, like, it was a part of the scene where I couldn't just skip over it. It was, like, a yeah, big right. dramatic moment. It and was, was it, like, a beat change? Yeah, it was a beat. And I was, and there was no, I was like, how am I going to do this without, like, looking like the worst person in yeah, the class? Right. But I was like, I know I couldn't, I, I refused to do it. And so I was like, look, I'll take the fall for it. Yeah. But I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say something really stupid, like snap or something. But, um, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and so when, in saying that, did, did you feel like I can't say this or was it I, I just don't want to? Uh, I think it was more of a I don't 
want it was it was sort of both mm. like I didn't want to say that and I still don't <laughs> but yeah. I, I go I don't want to go there and I don't want to cross that line yeah and I'd already made that decision mm. and so it wasn't hard for me to make the decision but it was like but I also was like I also can't do that like yeah. it was both yeah I know I couldn't cross the line and yeah. I also didn't want to yeah which brings me to a point that I really wanted to make um in that I love how you said I had already decided because the very best um the best way to not compromise in who you are or your beliefs of what's wrong or right um, is to make a plan before you even end up in that situation. Um, you know, when you go into that and it catches you off guard, often that's when we make bad decisions. But if we go into like a read through or uni or um, even working with people that we don't know what they're like, we have to kind of make a decision before we step into that situation on where we stand as a person um because you know no script or director can actually make you do anything (laughs) you are a free absolutely free person and um it can totally be up to your interpretation hey you may lose a few roles with that view but you have to ask yourself what is more important that i have integrity as a believer or that i land a dream role um so i did want to make that point because you brushed on it um the second best time to draw that line or to kind of know where your moral compass is is right after this episode so if you found yourself in situations that are uncomfortable um now is the next best time to decide that you're not going to put yourself in those situations again ethan do you have a story for us i do uh so this is during the <clears throat> pardon me this is during the diploma and so we were doing a few a few modules uh, every term and one of the modules we were doing were let me bring it up here uh, refined performance techniques sounds innocent right uh, in one of these uh, one of the assessments in this module uh, basically it was covering Christian principles in theater and the instructor essentially gave us the answer he was like I'm paraphrasing here he uh, used a lot bigger words and more sentences but essentially Christian theatre shouldn't exist but you can't have Christians in theatre and I went back and I looked at it and basically I didn't I kind of avoided that when I wrote the assessment I didn't fail which is good (laughs) (laughs) but yeah what what bothered me about that was you can't actually have Christians in theatre because Christians serve God, and if a person, if the theatre isn't serving God, chances are pretty good it's being manipulated by the devil, which means it's going to do everything it can to actually pull the Christianness out of that Christian. Hmm. So you can't actually have Christians in theatre per se, and that that was what really bothered me about that. Okay, yeah, it's a good point. I'm going to just take a step further. Um, the truth is, is I think like because. I, I used to get a bit of a shun down my back you know, the, when people would be like, talk about Christian theatre. Everybody's had such a different experience with Christian theatre. Like we were laughing about those skits before. Like that is the very last thing that I want to do is wear a dorky costume in a small church 
putting on a skit. Like, to me, that's just like, is that the best storytelling we've got? Um, but I want to encourage, our, like, those listening the Christian theatre can be so much more. And it's not Christian theatre for Christians. It's actually telling the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really important thing that I'm, I know is Ethan's heart as well, just in case you heard what he said and you're thinking, what, so we have to do dorky Christian plays? Like, <laughs> and, and, you know, don't talk to unbelievers. You know, don't go into the dark world. Well, actually, we're called to be a light in the dark world. Yeah. So, um I do want to say I don't think that Christians have to be exclusive, but if you are going to go be part of a secular performance, it's really important that you have this moral compass and you have lines and you're willing to walk away from it. Um, So thanks so much, Ethan, for sharing that story. And you know what? I, I think that you're so brave for standing up for what you believe in. Um... So, like, how do you how do you decide? Like, what? Where does the moral compass come from? What's who decides what's right or wrong? This is a huge question in the world. Like, what's right or wrong? We, the whole world has their opinion, and even believers. We probably even in out of the three of us, we all probably have different convictions on what could be right or wrong. So where do you guys draw your inspiration from what's right or wrong? Um, I would say, well, to put it plainly, literally the Bible <laughs> yeah. and like, and the Holy Spirit also just, just, I didn't find it difficult, but I know that's because I was raised I was raised in a Christian family who withheld certain values and stuff. So I found it pretty easy to transfer that Mm. into my moral compass. Mm. But whenever I don't know, it's pretty easy to just go to see what the Bible says about it because ultimately we have almost all of the answers are in there. And even on the stuff that because there is going to be some stuff where you'll, we all feel, we'll feel convicted about it in different ways and some things that are right for others aren't going to be right for like other people. Mm. And I'd say I generally go to the Holy Spirit for that. Obviously, like I'll, I'll pray about it and I'll see just what he's talking to me about. And a really good sign, I find, if I'm uncomfortable with like the thought of it, mm. generally... I would say you shouldn't be doing that. If you're like, if it's making you uncomfortable to even think about it, mm. I would say just just don't do it anyway. Because there's something, there's a part in the Bible, and I always remembered it when I was going through this stage a couple of years ago. And it, I, forgive me, I can't quote it perfectly. I'm paraphrasing. But it's as essentially, I think it was Paul in one of his letters. He says, if even, if you're undecided about it, if you're not sure whether like it's wrong or right, just class it as wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I know that sounds super harsh, but I think it's actually it will actually save you a lot because if you're if you're not sure about it, just don't do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Because if you come a year later and you go, I actually felt super uncomfortable with that that was just so not what I want to do. I totally prefer to just say no in the beginning and miss out on maybe one opportunity yeah Yeah. 
Yeah, good answer. What about you, Ethan? Uh, it's actually pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've discovered as a ministry student going through the Bible that the Bible has yeah, pretty much all the answers. And so if you're ever undecided about something, or if I'm ever undecided about something, I go to the Bible. But, you know, the Bible's a big book. There's, like, hundreds of chapters in it. <laughs> and so if Which I don't have, one? Yeah. If I don't have a lot of time, and the Internet is being particularly unhelpful that day, <laughs> yeah, I just go ask Holy Spirit. And yeah. Uh, yeah, he's very helpful. Yeah. He is. He's the helper. It's actually helper. one of his titles. Mm-hmm. So... Um, that's so good. And because truthfully, we can't just stand up and say, you're right, you're wrong, you're right, you're wrong. Like each person has to have their own relationship with Holy Spirit and kind of, um, you know, decide who they are. But I mean, there are very clear rights and wrongs. Um, and I think that you've both covered topics like saying a swear word there, I know a lot of believers who would be completely comfortable with that. Um, so I just want to say, shed some light on it. It is small thinking to think, oh, well, that's really bad and this is good and that's bad and that's good. The truth is, is my conviction is that we're called to be a light. And so it, am I using my God gift and talent to bring glory to God. Is this what I'm doing right now? Is it bringing glory to God? Um, Or is it really celebrating attributes of the world? And, you know, if you're going to listen to future podcasts, don't use this one as a write-off. Keep listening to our heart because there's so much I want to say about this that we just won't have time for in this episode. Um, But I'm really interested. I just really wanted to hear from you guys today. Um, like, I guess if you could answer this um, as quickly as you can, why do you think it's important personally to have a moral compass in the performing arts industry specifically? Why is it important? Why do we even need to do this? Uh, essentially, so you don't compromise. Uh, the devil works in compromising. He, generally speaking, doesn't go around and go, oh, hey, you know, here's a full-blown, everything is against you, you mm. know, this is clearly wrong. It's mm. more like, oh, here's this one little tiny thing. Oh, surely it's just this one little yeah. thing. And so if you it's, just, it's just a peck on the cheek. It's yeah, just, you know, exactly it's just one swear word. It's just, you know, and it, it does, it builds, doesn't it? Mm, exactly. Which is why we go back to that thing of have your moral compass True north before you even walk in. Yeah, it's that line in the sand. Don't go past here. Exactly. Yes, Shay. Yeah. I completely agree with what Ethan said. I also would say that in our world today, we have the industry in particular, unlike a lot of industries, it's so... It's it's one of the most influential things in the world today. Like, you anywhere you go, the performing arts is going to be part of it in some way or another. And in that industry, it's you're going to be influenced. You can be influenced or you can be the influencee. And I think if you don't, when you don't have a moral compass, you're more likely to be influenced, which as a Christian is not what you want to be. Because that's not, you take your influence from God and obviously from people around you, but mainly you want that to come from God and the Holy Spirit. Mm. And when you're 
in the in this industry it's going to be pushed on you and I know that sounds harsh but it's going to be pushed on you no matter what you do you're always going to get pushed even if it's the slightest nudge like Ethan was saying you're going to be pushed in directions that maybe you don't feel comfortable in and so when you have that moral compass it allows you to go hey no I know this is not what I believe and I know this is not what I'm going to do and I'm not going to compromise yeah yeah it's good and I think it's really important to know that um, it's not actually up to our personal preference anyway. <laughs> like, really, it's nice for us to have the conversation of, you know, well, I believe it's okay. Well, that's great, but open your Bible and find out whether Jesus thinks it's okay. Honestly, what would Jesus do wins every single time. Um, and you know what? I always ask myself is, is this going to bring God glory? Because I'll tell you what, in the past I've written roles where we had um, a woman who was in a little bit of a skanky outfit and she actually represented the spirit of lust. Um, And a lot of people would be like, hmm, am I okay with that? And I asked myself, will this bring God glory? The truth is, is it did. Um, In the end, the enemy is defeated. Jesus is king over every single spirit spirit realm and so um and I always am so careful in my casting that I'm picking people who are mature professionals who play these roles so that I know this is that that role's not causing them to stumble um and it's you honestly I've learned so much on my journey in knowing that where people are in their walk with Jesus and the roles that they will play um I cast people holistically not just oh yeah you look the part but you know where are they at the, in their walk of faith because um, I don't want to cause anyone to stumble at all and you know what in saying that God's grace is so good even yeah. when we do make mistakes oh, yes. his grace is so good so don't please don't listen to this and feel condemned um, I hope it inspires you to go draw a line in the sand and say, well, actually, I'm a believer of Jesus first and I'm an artist second. Because um, that's, that's key. We don't actually worship our art. We worship God. And whatever he needs us to do, we're willing um, to put ourselves out there. And that's, the message of, that's one of the messages of Alabaster Theatre. Um, So thank you guys so much for joining me in this episode and thank you for your stories. I have no doubt that both of you are going to um, shape culture and shape this industry for the glory of God. Um, And I think that you are setting yourselves up to just be influencers. Cool. Thanks, guys. Love you so much. Uh, Thank you, Shay and Ethan, for joining us. Bye.